Welcome to the show, Mr. Ravi Bopara. All right, guys, how you doing? Yeah, we're very well, Rav. How are you, how are you doing? How are you coping with everything? Yeah, all right, all right. I mean, not used to being locked up indoors for this long, but um, I guess it's the same for everyone. Yeah. So um, you sort of take it in the chin and just get on with it. Are you managing to keep fit and do some workouts? I've seen some videos you've been putting up about doing pull-ups and whatever else and climbing <laughs> Actually, frames. do you know what? I've been doing a lot of fitness. Um, that's one thing you can do when you're sort of doing nothing else. You can You can keep up with your fitness. I think it's quite easy. I think you've worked um, on that hard the last couple of years, especially, haven't you? you you've definitely appeared. Yeah, to... I'd say I'd say definitely on strength uh, and my diet more than anything. Um, those are the two things I really focused on, mm. uh, away from being on on the field, um, and they sort of paid off, I guess. Um, yeah, I think when you get at, at, at my age, sort of thing, you have to you have to look after your body. You want to play as long as possible, don't you? Yeah, too right. So, yeah. for those people that are listening that don't know who Ravi Bapara is, let me just run through a few things. Ravi, you're going to blush, but I don't care. If anybody's listening who doesn't know who Ravi Bapara is, <laughs> I've got a question while Yeah, but people forget. 222 first-class matches, scoring 12,841 runs at an average of 40.25, top score of 229. Blimey, I remember that. Uh, taking 259 wickets at an average of 36.47. The best figures are 5 for 49. Two-time county championship winner and T20 Blast winner with Essex. T20 World Cup winner with England. Holder of the best bowling figures for England in a T20 international. That was 4 for 10 against the West Indies. Scorer of three consecutive test centuries for England, including one at Lords, which has got his name on the famous honours board. A member of the 2009 Ashes winning England side. 120 ODI caps for England. Also played for Karate Kings, Durban Heat, uh, Raj Shahi Royals, Multan Sultans, Sunrisers, Hyderabad, Sydney Sixers, Kings Eleven, Punjab, Chittagong Vikings, Dhaka Dynamites, Auckland Dolphins. And most recently in the MCC team that toured Pakistan, not forgetting the famous Hanel and Clayhill, <laughs> and next up Birmingham Phoenix, and of course Sussex. Yes, Ravi, what a career so far! Yeah, I think there's still a long way to go yet. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've played for so many teams now. I think I was doing a count the other day with, um, not the other day, but when I was in Pakistan with Moin Ali, uh, how many teams I've played for, and it was something like close to 30 teams um, how is Mo? he's good he's good we he's, want him um, on the show sorry you want him on the show no we want him to come on this show well maybe me and him can do a duo or something fantastic yeah yeah and great sort of, uh, bounce off each other and do something <laughs> love um, that I'll, I'll have a chat with him and see if we can get him on <laughs> so you've got all these shirts that are, do you have them all hanging up around your house do you know what I I, I don't collect much memorabilia I, I find it a bit my memories are in my head, uh, and mm-hmm. I've just been collecting shirts and all that. It's a bit trivial, and I'd rather just give them away. You know, if anybody asks, have you got a shirt? I usually just give it, give my shirts Brett, away. Brett ones, uh, one. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, the only one I've kept, really, yeah. is a shirt that Tendulkar signed. Oh, of course, um, yeah. And that's the only shirt I've ever kept, really. It's a good one um, to keep. 
It's not a bad one. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Cookie's the same, though, because he doesn't... I asked him the same question once, and he's got nothing... I think he's got a signed... Oh, he's got... Not a sign. He's got a photograph of him being introduced to the Queen at Lords for England. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got that photograph as well, actually, yeah. 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 But he hasn't I got any shit. I don't see any point. I don't see any point collecting memorabilia. I mean, it's for you... It's sort of... Your memories are in your, in your head. It's for you, and... and um, it's personal, and they're, they're never going to go. Um, so I just find the shirt on the wall ain't going to make any difference. What are your uh, best memories? What are your? I don't. Want, it must be a my few. My best memories. Are, look, my best memories are some of the years I had at Essex. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, you know, the boys. Boys are like family. Um, so you know, I spent eighteen years with yeah. pretty much the same bunch of boys. Well, especially with Tendall, but. Um, the other boys came through sort of 10 years in my, into my career and, um, you know, it's almost a family. So oh, uh, those so. years, for me, those are the best years of my career. And, you know, you play for England, you play franchise cricket all over the world, you play with and against the likes of, you know, the Tendulkas, the Callises, and all those guys who've been and gone and been in the same dressing room as some of them, but nothing beats your, you know, what you do in your English summer and, and playing 18 years at Essex was probably the, my, my best memories. Who's your best mate in cricket? Best mate in cricket, I would say probably Tendo. Um, I've got a few very close mates in in cricket, um, but Tendo's probably my closest mate within cricket because just the sheer amount of time we spent together. We started at the same time pretty much. Yeah. Um, I remember we both coming on the staff sort of around the same time and um, just going all the way through with each other. So, you know, we've sort of been there with each other and all, and, and fought for each other for well, so long. Wasn't your debuts in the same game, T20 debuts? T20 debuts, I reckon. Yeah, I would have thought so because it, it would have been in 2003, I thought. Two, 2003, yeah. Away yeah. at Surrey at East Mosley. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. He remembers it. I, I, I can't <laughs> remember a thing. <laughs> Looking at this, you, you batted at eight. Yeah, got, got a golden duck, and he, he batted at nine. Yeah, <laughs> no way. Adam Hollyoak got you, mate. Did he? Yeah. Uh. All right. Oh well. I don't think it you... must have been right at the end. Must have been last over or something. He, kind of slog. He had a better day than you. He had a, he had a bat and a bowl. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> well, not, not, not I've always we... said I've always said his bowling's underrated. Not, um, not that we won. So is that, 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 <laughs> that was an Essex team with Dakin and Brant in it. Oh, oh Brand, yeah, Dakin, there would have been some... You see, the, Jefferson, you see, the amount of... The amount of Essex boys I've played with throughout the years. Some of them probably in wheelchairs now. Yeah. Some <laughs> of them you probably don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ronnie yeah. would have been still playing back in those days, wouldn't he? Ronnie was captain. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. He was a... Yeah, he's the sort of guy who bought me and Tendo through. Yeah. Ronnie was captain. Foz was batting three. Yeah. And Foz also got a golden duck, so you know, <laughs> don't, don't feel too bad. Yeah, oh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't too. So let, let's talk about last summer. Yeah, because it really was a summer of two halves, wasn't it? The first half mm -hmm. of the summer wasn't great. Yeah, everyone seemed to be struggling. And in the second half of the summer, suddenly someone lit your blue fuse paper and off you went. <laughs> yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Like back end of the summer for Essex, it was. We sort of had nothing to to um, nothing to lose um, in the T20. Um, you know, there was obviously a few things that had gone on in terms of team selection and yeah. all that sort of stuff. We know, 
about um, and look, I was playing second. I was playing second team cricket um, for a lot of it for a few weeks because I wasn't I wasn't in the side for Essex and yeah. I think playing second team cricket was um, was a big boost for not only myself but some of the, the boys that were in the second team. Um, I, I really enjoyed my three weeks that I had. Or whatever it was, playing with second team with the boys in the second team, I, I thought it was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Got on with the boys, and it was brilliant. And then just then to get called back into the first team, and then it was sort of no one ever looked back from there. Hmm. It was ridiculous, really. The, the the run that Essex went on. Oh my God! It's just just I mean, a, from a fan's point of view, it was just incredible. I know a lot of results went our way. Yeah. But um, you know you got to grab your opportunities, and my word, you know um, the team just yeah. grabbed opportunities. Look, some of those results were a joke. I mean, <laughs> we had like needed so many results to go out uh, the Essex's way, and yeah. they all did. It was all fell in Glamorgan winning that time. That was the one, wasn't it? I think we worked. Yeah, it out. Glamorgan had a one a game the whole season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we worked out it was fifteen results Essex needed from the point of where they won the, I think the tenth group game. Yeah. And yeah. that was the start of 15 results that needed to go Essex's way to get through to the final and win it. 15. We, we, worked, we sat here. Yeah. I remember that night we sat on this show and we were just laughing about it because the permutations we thought were too much. Yeah, but it was just ridiculous. Yeah. They happened. But and yeah. then there was that, that glorious night at Edgbaston. But for you, oh, what a day. <laughs> you came and you played with a newfound freedom. You, you know, you, your strike rate in the last season's blast across the whole blast, which included the first bit that wasn't so great, was 162.57, and that's probably the best strike rate of your career. Uh, yeah, well, I made a conscious effort over the winter to say, look, I'm just going to try hitting more sixes. Uh, I mean, it sounds silly, but that was my thing. I said... I'm just going to try hit more sixes this year, hmm. um, and that would naturally bring up your strike rate. Yeah. Um, I'm, and then I don't feel like I've got a massive opportunity to show it in the first few games. Um, sort of batting at number six, I didn't really get you know. And it takes a while to get going in T20 cricket. And off the back of Championship, either you go off and have a flyer, and then you're great, and the, or you, you it takes time to get into the rhythm of T20. And by the time I felt like I was just about to get into the rhythm, I was I was uh, dropped from the side. Mm. Um, but managed to find that rhythm playing second team cricket, um, and I had a point to prove, I guess, uh, in that. They moved you, know, you down the order as well, didn't they? Sorry. They moved you down the batting order. You were sort of. Yeah, and I was told look, you sort of needed somebody who could hit hit, hit the ball down the lower order and, and sort of win games and see it through for chasing or whatever um, uh, and to be honest I didn't even think about it too much once once I came back into the side it was all about going and have some fun yeah. um, because you know it was sort of you know with all the contract talks at the time and everything there yeah. was nothing in place and um, I just wanted to enjoy my last whatever it was six weeks five six weeks with Essex yeah um, because I didn't know what the future held, and I just thought these, these are my boys that I've been with for so many years, and I'm going to have the most fun and prove a point. Actually, to um, was it emotional to, as well? Uh, yeah, incredibly emotional. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I, it's like almost like just 
I don't know, just being chucked out of your house a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Somewhere where you've lived for so long and then you've got to go. Yeah. Um, and do something else. Uh, it was just weird, really weird. I, uh, and, I, and I struggled with it for a while. Hmm. Um, you know, it's not something I just settled into uh, at the end know. of the season. Um, you know, I just thought, I didn't just finish the season and go, oh, well, I'm moving on and um, be happy with it. I, I, it took me a long time. It took me a long time. Um, yeah, I can imagine. I can very imagine. Re- and only till very recently where I've, I've sort of accepted it. Mm. Um, that you know we've moved on you mentioned earlier about strength and fitness um, yeah. how did that uh, change your game when once you sort of went down this you know you're saying about diet and everything and conditioning and whatever else how yeah. did that tie in with how you were changing your approach to the game like hitting more sixes etc uh, well I I sort of had a um, around the age of about 32 I said, look, how, lo- how, how much do I love this game? Mm. Um, and is there anything else in the world that I would enjoy doing as much as this? And the answer was no. Mm. Um, and is there anything else more challenging to me? And do I get any more satisfaction anywhere else in the world doing anything else than playing cricket and playing well, winning, um, seeing what you do in training come off in the game. No, I don't get that satisfaction anywhere else in the world. So I said, well, this is what I want to do for as long as possible. Yeah. Because nothing else beats it. So what do I need to do to keep playing as long as possible is maintain my health and, and fitness and keeping the weight off, uh, getting stronger so there's less injuries. Uh, all that sort of stuff. I, I realise that's very going to be very important moving forward in the next, who knows how many years. Um, at, at that time, I was thinking another decade. Yeah, so well, why not? That, 10 yeah, minutes 40, not? he's still going. Exactly. So I said, well, that's that's my aim then. And, and that's what I'm going to do for the for the next 10 years. Mm. Is that I'm going, to, I'm going to be fit, strong, on the park, play as long as possible and keep improving my game. So that I'm always, well, I try always stay ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, so and I that, and, that and, and I had a lot of inspiration playing with some of the best players in the winters. So you had the likes of Andre Russell and Pollards and Gales and you know <laughs> all these guys that you play with. Yeah, they can do two other things as well. You be careful of those boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they gave me a little bit of inspiration in terms of the way they went about their their T yeah. Twenty cricket. Um, and and I and I realised that if I want to be anywhere near some of the levels that they're producing, then I've got to train like them. And people don't um, see that, do they? And they, they, they? Someone like Chris Gale, they look at him and they just think, oh, he's a you know fun-loving guy, and you know he's yeah. always down the club and whatever. But yeah. I follow him on Instagram. He, he works hard, doesn't he? He yeah, works. Yeah, I mean, hard. he works hard in the gym. He's fit. Um, I don't think he can train as much as he ever used to because I don't think his body can handled a, a hell of a lot of training but I think the way uh, they approach T20 cricket is admirable yeah. um, you know they have this they have this self-belief um, and they changed T20 cricket I felt I felt that they sort of revolutioned it yeah um, with, with the power hitting and um, 
the sixes and everything and <laughs> that sort of gave me, gave me inspiration I said well I can hit sixes and I can hit sixes and, and then why don't I just hit them more often as well now I remember you why hitting sixes just, against um, Shoei Bakhtar chumps with that time when you were yeah. how old are you then you were about 18 or something Ooh, 16, 17 like that, yeah even that yeah. yeah in that tour game at Essex against Pakistan where both of you and Cookie went mad Oh, was yeah, that the yeah, Australian yeah. game that was, wasn't it? Oh, was it Australian game? No, it was the Australia game, yeah. What oh, I think about when you went there. You got a double hundred? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Australia. That's Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah that was Australia. That was the, Who were uh, you hitting? Yeah. When was it you were hitting Akhtar? That was when I was really young. Like, we played a tour game against Pakistan. I think uh, Andy Flower got a hundred in that. Oh, um, right. And I got, I think I got that 40 odd um, in the same game. Right, so something obviously coming up this summer is there's a good chance you're going to play against Essex and against your friends. But obviously you're playing a lot of T20 around the world. Yeah. You get to play with a lot of guys and then you play against them. How difficult is it, in a sense, playing against your mates and your friends, the people you get to know really well? Does it make it easier or harder still? Um, I think when it comes to the franchise cricket, it's, it's not that difficult to play against because you're chopping and changing teams so often. Everybody's chopping and changing you, so it's almost accepted. But when it comes to, I think, the English summer, and, you know, it's, it's the, when you're playing against a team that you played for for 18 years, I think yeah. that's going to be, a, you know, really hard work to play against your mates that you've trained with and played with for so long. I think that, that is going to be a challenge. And, you know, I know it's going to be a challenge, but... It is what it is, and we get on with it. You're still I've pretty. Got try and, I've got to try making it a hard challenge for them. Yeah. Oh, they won't relish. Yeah. They won't relish uh, you striding out to the middle. No way. But you're still really close. Uh, in fact, your family is with. Uh, well, they're called Friendford now, but Hainault and Clayhill in the old days. And yeah. um, you know, your brother plays. Your dad's down. I was down there uh, when my son was playing last summer, and uh, I think yeah. I just missed you by about five minutes. But your dad was there and. Attendant oh, was really? there. Yeah. You know, you can see even there, if you talk about your family at Essex, you've got literally family at Framford as well. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they are my, some of my closest friends as well. They're, they've seen me come up through the the boy, you know, the, the childhood years. Yeah. I started with, I started with them when I was eight <laughs> or something. So, and I played, played first team cricket when I was 14. So they've seen me all the way from the bottom. Um, so they know everything about me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Now, something else you was in the news for um, recently. You you are with you, you own um or you're you're involved in a, a chicken shop, aren't you? In London, yeah. Sam's Chicken. Sam's Chicken. Yeah, I've been uh, I've had that shop for a while now. So um, you know, it's something I've I set up for my family. Um, you know, so that they had safe jobs at the time. Mm. Um, but that, that's yeah, that's been running for a long time now. And you're giving the NHS staff some, is it free food or discounts or? Yeah, no, we gave them free food. Because um, we, we, we actually near a hospital, um, actually right next to a hospital, one right. of the busiest hospitals there is. And um, we felt like it was only right that we, you know, yeah. we offered something. Although times are tough at the moment. I mean, you know, it's hard for the NHS staff. It's hard for, hard for the businesses and all that sort of stuff. But, these sort of times you just got to accept it and get on with it and help everyone out no indeed you have do you want to say a few words about um all the frontline workers out there at the moment that might be listening or uh, you know your views on what they're doing yeah yeah i just want to say a massive thanks and um 
we really appreciate it. I mean, I can speak on behalf of everybody, and say we really appreciate some of the work that they're doing. They're, they're putting themselves on the line. And, and, and NHS staff, people working in supermarkets, and, you know, all the people come out for repairs, all of them. Mm. You know, we haven't forgotten about those guys as well. It's not, you know, I know that's, NHS that's staff are doing a great job, but let's not forget about some of the other people as well who are providing food to keep us all, you know, keep us all alive, really. That's yeah. right, that's right. And they're risking their lives to do it for us as well, aren't they? Exactly right. Um, so, I mean, sad times, tough times, challenging times, but uh, this is this is, this is life, I guess, and you've got to get on with it. Okay, well, listen... Rav, we're so thrilled that you joined us, and um, I'm going to take you up on that offer about getting you and Moeen on, because I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have a chat with him and see when, he, when he's available. Yeah. When he, when he feels like doing it. Because <laughs> he's quite a character. People, people, he's quite reserved on the screen or whatever else, but yeah. um, when you spend time with him, he's... Uh, no, he's a good. He's a good guy. He's, 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 um, he's, you know, he's not exactly what you see on the screen. Not at all. Um, he's, very, he's very chilled out and top man yeah so Rev yeah. thank you very much indeed uh, hopefully we'll see some cricket this summer and we will see you yeah. back at Essex one way or another yeah hopefully we do hopefully we do play some cricket yeah you know? cool. yeah. yeah I think it'll be good for, for everyone we know what sport does mate sport, yeah. sport is one of those things that brings everyone together isn't it does indeed Rev thank you yeah. very much keep well and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you soon cheers guys Take cheers care, Rev, mate. thank you cheers, cheers. see you bye bye